Welcome back to the Flatback 4 podcast. On today's episode, we pick our Euro 2020 team of the tournament. Listen out for the surprise package Kenna has picked in midfield and which striker Daly would have at Liverpool. Hi lads, Euro 2020 is well and truly over now. So we're going to take a look at the team in the tournament. Um, you have sent me your teams. I'm going to go through them here. You don't know who who's picked who, so maybe I'll take the final say or I'll go to a vote. We'll see what happens. So we'll start with the keeper. I think this one is a uh, is quite straightforward. Chrissy, Daly, and Kenneth. You've all gone for Joan Luigi Donnarumma. Chrissy, is Pickford unlucky to miss out there? Um, he, he probably is, to be fair, because everybody was on his back coming into the tournament and we had seen how dodgy a keeper he was in the Premier League. Regards his main job, I suppose, of making saves and doing what he needs to do, he was actually quite good in the tournament. He actually surprised me. Um, I still think consistently over a season he'll make mistakes. He's, he's, not, he's not a good keeper, but regards the tournament itself, I actually thought he did well, to be fair to him. So he is a bit unlucky to miss out, but... At the same time, he's no match for the Italian goalkeeper. He was just Donnarumma was just super. So, yeah, yeah, I'd have to agree with you there. Um, Golden Glove winner, so it was. We had to give him a shout out. Um, Kenna Donnarumma, he was just so consistent throughout the tournament. What did you like about his game? Oh, it's just such a presence in the goal, coming for crosses. You know, some of the big, big moment saves he made. I, I have to say to you. Uh, Dixon, it was a, it was a toss up between two. It wasn't just on the run with that kind of caught my eye. I was, you know, fifty one percent to forty nine with a different keeper, but Donnarumma himself, you know, I I really just enjoy his distribution out, like straight out gets the ball, catches it, rolls it out, gets the game flowing and moving. But great saves, top keeper. He's going to be one of the greatest. If you know, I can say that now. He's going to be one of the greatest. Maybe not Buffon, but up, you know, close enough. Yeah, he's certainly on track for that. I think he's he's gone giant most now for uh, games unbeaten in the goal for Italy. Um, Elliot, that was a that's a great uh, signing for PSG on a free, isn't it? Yeah, it's crazy. Look at a couple. They got a couple of nice free signings. Obviously, they took him in. They have Ramos there as well. So they're building a almost like they're building a Paris Galacticos. So it looked like they're doing a good bit of business there. But again, I couldn't look past Donnarumma. He made some, he made big saves as well in the penalty shootouts. Obviously, the, the save that wins in the tournament. And then against Spain, he makes uh, the one against Maratha as well, uh, which was yeah. uh, turned out to be vital because obviously Jorginho goes on and does the nonchalant finish um, and gets them through. But yeah, I couldn't look past Donnarumma. Obviously, Jan Sommer, I think, was, was very good. And, and so was Schmeichel, but just Donnarumma because, like I said, his presence, he's one of them keepers that... If a player's going one on one, you actually fancy the keeper. And it's rarely you say that about a keeper yeah. nowadays. Schmeichel yeah, yeah. would have been my choice there. Schmeichel, I thought you had a fantastic tournament. Yeah. I think I think the four keepers we mentioned there were probably the best in the tournament. Uh, although Spain got to the semis, I don't think Simon was that convincing. And he had that howler as well, didn't he, Dixon? Oh, oh God, stop! You wouldn't see you wouldn't see on the Astro in in Kildare Town. Uh, oh. <laughs> did you go? Did you go with Donnarum as well, Dixon? Did you? Yeah, I did. Yeah, I, I, I did. Had him, yeah. Clean sweep. Uh, right, we'll move on then. Uh, we'll go with centre back pairing next, and again, it's a clean sweep. 
it's Chiellini and Bonucci for everyone. Um, Chrissy, I'm surprised you went for both of the Italians since uh, there was good options out there, especially one of the Danish centre-backs. Yeah, I, I don't know. I'm kind of... I'm in love with those two two Italian centre backs. I just I just think they're brilliant. There's just something so I think nostalgic about them or something. They're just old school centre backs. They they get the job done and they're just you know they're so good. And I was even watching them, you know, when they were playing. Like Chiellini, Chiellini's not great on the ball, but he just does the simple things and his defending is just super. Um, and the same with Benucci, you know, they're just they're, the dark arts and stuff like that. They're just so good at it. I think it was Mourinho said something that they could be in Harvard. Uh, I think giving lectures on how to defend properly, they're just they're just deadly at what they do, and they're just deadly to watch. Any old school defenders, you know, that would really take to them. And look, there was other great other great defenders at the tournament. Like there, there was great performances. You say the Danish centre backs and the spirit they had overall in the tournament but you just can't look past the two lads you know I just think there was just everybody was just in love with them throughout the tournament yeah and uh, that, that uh, pulled back on Saka by Chiellini God only knows what could have happened if he let him through yeah um, Elliot is is uh, Harry Maguire lucky to miss out here I think Harry Maguire would have been the next one Dixon I, I couldn't look past the two uh, Italian lads but I think Harry Maguire actually had a he looked like a man possessed he obviously got a good goal against Ukraine I think it was as well thought he was very good I just couldn't look past the the two veterans, Benucci and Chiellini, to do what they're doing at that age as well. And, and Chrissy mentions they're defending, brilliant defending. But even in that game against England, even Chiellini driving forward with the ball when they're 1-0 down, even Benucci doing the same thing. And Benucci gets the all-important goal. And you see, obviously, Chiellini was causing havoc in in the box at that at that corner. But I think they, they were absolutely brilliant. And Chiellini, especially for his age, he picks up an injury against Switzerland as well, Dixon. Um, and he was yeah. forced off. So to come back, obviously, he was obviously carrying an injury through the whole thing. And in games, in the Spain game, when they were kind of hanging on, and um, the Austria game, they were under pressure. So they had to defend. And the two, the two Italians, Benucci and Chiellini, yeah. were absolutely brilliant. I'm sure, Kenna, obviously, Kenna picked it. He'll probably agree as well. But I just thought a bit of everything. And that pullback on Saka, like people, that's as good as like a 60-yard pass or... Like a, like a slide tackle just getting to the ball it's that important because Saka was his pacey and he was in wasn't he yeah yeah and I think we we're all delighted that Chiellini pulled through that injury because for 37 years old to be injured at a tournament you think that's game over then but just shows you what Warrior is because I'm sure he wasn't at 100% you know what I mean uh, Kenna is there a better centre back pairing ever in international football oh there's so many great Italian defence defenders Partnerships, Maldini, Cannavaro, Nesta, Cannavaro. I would go, I would hang back to the Cannavaro, Nesta, Cannavaro, Maldini sort of would be odds. I'm sure you're going further back to the great Dutch defences with Cummins and that, like, but you can't, probably in our generation and probably the last two decades, maybe our, the last decade anyway. No, no one has come close for me. Um, it's, it's the old school Italian way, isn't it? Like, they really brought forward the real old school bite that you know you need to have but the mind games as well they play with in, to get in strikers heads this is what you know would frustrate a striker would make them riled up but then you know their, their mind isn't on the actual game and uh, I heard people were calling for a red card for Chiellini on Saka um, it's never a red card it's way 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 near the halfway line but you know it's just so clever from a, a defender to do that and uh, you see how high they play 
for guys that are 36, 34, going, going 35 and 37. They just, they, they just are so smart. And as uh, uh, AD said there, what he did against Saka was like a 60-yard, as good as a 60-yard pass. But I would give a shout-out to Harry Maguire. He was next on my list. I thought he had a fantastic tournament. A few dodgy moments in the final, just at the start, maybe the one putting out for the corner after two minutes and then a few passes astray higher than this in. He had a great tournament though for me. That's a real sign of encouragement for United fans that he can, you know, play at the high, high levels. And I want to give a shout out to Christian uh, at Denmark. I thought he was fantastic through the tournament. Um, big loss when he went off against England, I could tell as well. Um, so I, I don't know what two could have done to him. Obviously Simon Kier as well, but Italian duo they are the best of probably our time watching football in uh, international. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, just that there that Bonucci and Chiellini were never dribbled past in the whole tournament. Well, and Chiellini's doing things like that to Saka. That's that's why I suppose. Um, right, we'll move on to the fullbacks then. Uh, we'll start off with left back. It's a clean sweep again for Luke Shaw. Um, Elliot, did he surprise you at this tournament? Were you expecting to be? Left back of the tournament for you. He had a brilliant season, Dixon, and I actually had him in my team this season. Um, I think we most of us did. So he, he brought his form from from Man United into the tournament now, but he he obviously went on another level. I think he was brilliant, so consistent, gets the goal in the final, couple of assists as well. Just so solid. He, he was solid and um, whether it be left back or left wing back, he was absolutely brilliant. I think Spinazzola, if if Spinazzola played the full tournament, I think he would have been just ahead of him because I thought he was outstanding. Yeah. But overall, uh, Shaw absolutely brilliant, and it looks like he, he looks like a new player. Dix, I know I know he had a great season last season, but he looks like he's gone on again. Just the confidence and mm. there's nothing he can't do. But great defender as well. You have to remember he's going forward and getting goals and assists, but he's defending really well. That's the main thing. But yeah, I couldn't look past Shaw. But Spinazzola, I'm surprised you Dixon didn't put him in. Um, I thought he was brilliant, but just because of the injury, I didn't play enough games. And as well with Shaw, he 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 was dropped in the first game. You have to remember that Trippier went in at left back, so he didn't well yeah. to get to get his spot back, and he and he held it very well. But he was brilliant. Yeah, no, he was. Yeah, and the confidence thing, I think a lot of that's down to obviously the United manager. Uh, previous managers haven't really instilled that in him. So, uh, Chrissy, there's a lot of talk at, in the England camp as well that Shaw is actually the strongest player in the camp. Believe it or not. Um, sometimes it looks like he's carrying a bit of weight, but he just looks like a, at that comfortable weight where he's happy at. Um, he doesn't get dribbled past much. What do you make of his defending as a as a fullback yourself? Yeah, even even his weighting, like you can get it as built as well built as you like, or you can lose weight. But if you're not at a comfortable weight that you're comfortable pay, playing at, and you don't have the energy you need to get up and down the pitch, it's pointless. So he is obviously at a level where. Um, that suits him and he, he's well able there's times there England were in extra time and he was still bombing up and down the pitch so it's definitely not an issue for him regards his defending um, I think he's a good defender I think it's always going to be challenging I suppose when he goes forward trying to get back and cover in. but with England especially with two defensive midfielders there's always cover there for him so he kind of has that licence to, to go forward on that left hand side but I think his defending is good, and I think he's the type of player now that he's confident um, in the way he's playing. He's only going to get better. And I think, as Elliot said, he had a great Premier League season. He carried it into the Euros. So what's he even going to do 
the Premier League next year if he carries that form forward. He's just going to get better and better. Um, I think he's, I think he's just as good going forward as going back. And getting a balance with a fullback is extremely hard. And the fact that he's good going forward and defending is such a plus for England and Man United, really. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Hopefully, he builds on this now for the season for for us United fans. Kind of, if I had to ask a one-word answer, is he the best fullback, left fullback in Europe? Currently, yeah. For me, yeah. That, that take a lot. That took a lot for you to say that, didn't it? No, it's genuine truth. I think, as, as the boys said there, I think he's been absolutely amazing. I gave him uh, several shout-outs throughout the tournament and uh, last season. I, I'm a massive fan. He's only 26, remember? And he had a great, great um, tournament, great final as well. He probably he was he was one of the unlucky ones to be on the losing side. So I, I do give a big sh- shout out to Luke Shaw. He's been amazing and deserves the praise he's getting now. Yeah, yeah. No, fair enough, fair enough. Uh, we'll move on then to right back. Uh, Chrissy and Bailey have gone with the Czech fullback, Kufal. And Kenna has gone for Male of Denmark. Now, I don't know whether to award this on a technicality. Maybe we'll do a, a, a Instagram story on a vote Did Ma- that Mala played mostly left back in the tournament, but we have Kenna down as a has him down as a right back. So uh, we'll maybe put that this to a vote. Um, <laughs> does play right back for Atlanta now. He does play right back. Yeah, for yeah. he's right footed, sure, isn't he? Uh, yeah. But that just shows how good he is. He's he stood out at left back. Um, Elliot, what did you like about Kufal's game this tournament? I just thought he was. He brought his again similar to Shaw. He brought his he brought his form from the Premier League season into the tournament. He really helped. He was integral to Czech Republic and the fact that they overachieved. I I was a big fan of of Mounier as well, and um, for Belgium, I, I don't think Belgium overachieved, but I think Kufal did. He he had a hand. In the, he had a couple of assists, and just his overall performance, like I said, brought his his form in from from West Ham. Um, I would agree that Mele was absolutely brilliant, but I think he played most of his games, at least half of the games, at left back. But he was outstanding as well. I think Kufal was the outstanding one, and he, he got checks to the quarterfinals, um, which was a great achievement. And he was in hand in a couple of the goals as well. So, yeah, big fan of Kufal. But like I said, just brought his form in from the Premier League. They don't get much of a break anyway, the footballers. So it's good that they keep their form going. Yeah. Yeah, kind of. You picked Mala there. Uh, obviously, that assist outside of the boot stands out for you. Um, he's a very technical fullback, and his all-round game is very good. Uh, yeah. Do you think he could get a big move in the future? I know he's only at Atalanta for this one. He's only been there one season. I think he was brought in to replace uh, Castagna, That's but maybe right. he can get a move in the future. I definitely think so, yeah. He's already probably going around in club scouting already over the Euros there. He's got two goals, and, and that assist, as you say, Dixon just Wow, like I, I was such a big fan watching him, thinking this guy is the real deal. Like, you know, he could fit into any top team in Europe if his, you know, competition wise for your other fullbacks. But as I say, he does, he does play right back, can play left wing back, can play right wing back, left back. But he was the outstanding, probably, fullback for me of the tournament with Shaw. It was a toss up between you. It's a flick of a coin for me who was the best, uh, better of the two during that tournament. Um, big fan of Kufal. I gave him several shout outs as well during the um, reviews we did. But this guy stands out for me. He's an all round game, great defender, 
fast, reliable, and does have an end product. Yeah. Oh, definitely, yeah. Uh, Chrissy, the two right-backs who got to the final, Walker and De Lorenzo, how come they weren't in your, uh, in your thinking? Um, I don't rate Walker, I'll be honest. I think he's quick. Um, I think he's quick. I think he can be good, but consistently, I just don't rate him. I don't rate him Man City. Well, he, he got into UEFA's team in the tournament. Yeah, well, I suppose good for him, but I, from my point of view, I, I just don't, I just don't rate him. I just think his decision making is just not good, and I just think he's there. He's, I just think people have to cover him more. So I just don't trust him at all. Even with City, I've watched him over the years. I just really do not trust him. Um, and at the tournament, I always feel that it, it wasn't going to be Shaw on that left hand side. It was going to be Walker on the right-hand side, if any team was going to cause England problems, that's where it was going to be. Um, I just don't rate him as as defender. Di Lorenzo, I suppose, was good. Um, I do like him um, as a footballer, but I just think, I suppose, maybe it's an influence from watching Kufal in the Premier League, and I just quite like him as a footballer and as a full-back. And, you know, as Elliot said, bringing that form into the Euros, then getting a few assists, I suppose he just got the nod for me. Um, okay. I think, but at the same time, Di Lorenzo, along with a lot of the other Italians, did play well. Um, I'd have to yeah. say that as well. No, fair enough, fair enough. Um, right, we'll move on then to the midfielders. So, gone with a 4 3 3 formation. Um, a clean sweep for the whole midfielder, Jorginho, the man from Brazil. Can it, can it, he, yeah. no surprise to you that obviously he's played well, he's been brilliant for Chelsea, and apparently, I'm hearing that he's a. Uh, one of the favourites for the Ballon d'Or now. No surprise that you know that for since Tuchel's come in, uh, he's just been fantastic. You, you know to watch him the way he did for Italy there was it's how he's been playing for Chelsea uh, for you know the last six months of the season. Really big push to get us the Champions League. Um, as you see, he just takes the ball under pressure. With doesn't matter who's coming close to him or anything. Moves it on fast, gets the ball again. Will go left, right, center. Doesn't matter to him. He's really that like regista. He's the right. He's the real carrier of that Italian midfield, and he was the untouchable for Mancini. You know, for that Italian side, he, he wouldn't sub him off. Um, in games, of course, you have the penalty. You know, thing as well. You, you know, he's going to be on your penalty list, but. You, can, you just can't argue with what he done for Italy in that tournament. I thought my player of the tournament. Um, and that's not Chelsea boys. As you boys know, I was a big critique of him. But when you have Kante next year, Jorginho's game went up. And now when you have Verratti, Barella, his game goes up again. So big tournament, big game player. Absolutely. He's won, he's won now the Champions League. The Euros, if he goes on to win the Super Cup, that's another push to help him with three trophies in the space of a certain amount of time. Uh, I don't think he should win the Ballon d'Or, by the way. I think it's between Messi and Lewandowski. But that's a, that could change when it comes to that point. But he's definitely a contender name that should be mentioned in Norway. Yeah, he definitely should. He should be in the top top five or top ten votes at least anyway. Um, Elliot, is there any... You picked Jorginho, obviously, as well, and... Obviously, you were a big fan of him this tournament, but the likes of, I'm going to mention Heiberg here for Denmark, was integral to their the run that they had. Um, why, did, why does Jorginho get the nod over them? 
likes of them. Yeah, I think Heiberg was really good, but I also thought Delaney was very good for Denmark as well. The two of them were brilliant. Um, I just thought the class that Jorginho has, and he's so important to the way that Italy play. I think Mancini's a massive fan of him. Just an absolutely quality player. And the Ballon d'Or thing, it sounds, when you hear it first, you kind of think, you kind of shrug it off. But similar to when Modric won it, he had got to the final of the World Cup with Croatia, wasn't it? Now, I might be mistaken there, but, but obviously Jorginho wins the Champions League and he wins the Euros. So yeah. it's it's not it's not as if it's out of their realms of possibility, lads. And I think um, um, it it could it could happen, but I I wouldn't I wouldn't think he I think like I said, there's other players there as well. But I wouldn't be very surprised if he if he if he, if he gets the nod there. But yeah, I couldn't look past Jorginho and that penalty, uh, absolutely brilliant when he's when he's celebrating, running away from the keeper, even though the ball hasn't hit the, the back of the net. That's that's brilliant. But yeah, Jorginho was fantastic. Yeah, I think Messi could edge it now after winning the Copa America there. Um, yeah. So I'll move on then to the next centre mid. And we have another clean sweep for Pedri, the little Spaniard. Uh, Chrissy, obviously he's only 18 years old and he's dominating midfield against the likes of Verratti, Jorginho and um, Barella in that semi-final. Um, a quality player. He's only going to the top, is he? Ah, he definitely is. Like another Spanish player who's comfortable on the ball, great at passing, you know, is not afraid of the big stage. And it's just, I suppose, us, I suppose, after coming out of the blue a bit um, and just taking the tournament by storm, he was just unbelievable for Spain. Um, I don't know how they keep producing them. They just seem to get players who are just so good on the ball. Like just, and it's such a simple thing being able to pass and receive the ball and always be available, but... It just seems the Spanish players are so good at it. And Pedri was just amazing for that tournament. Himself and Busquets in the midfield were just unreal. It just makes such a difference, I think, to any any team when you have a centre midfielder who's always looking for the ball and available and willing to pass. Like you would look at Jorginho at, for Italy and he's always there. Give me the ball, I'll take it. And Pedri was like that for Spain. And he was just amazing. And the fact he's 18, like who was the last... Who was the last 18-year-old to dominate or be that good at a major tournament? Um, you know, who, who would it be? You know, it's just unbelievable. Um, you know, imagine him in coming into that team with the Spain of the past. Like, imagine him. He, he might even get in and he'd be that talented. So, just unbelievable player, and I can't wait to see more. Yeah, no, I can't either. Um, it's interesting quotes from Luis Enrique. He actually says that 18 years old, even the Don Andres Iniesta wasn't producing games like that um, when he was 18. So huge praise from the Spanish manager there. And uh, interesting to note that he actually didn't come through the Barcelona Academy. He was actually purchased from uh, Las Palmas, I think, uh, a couple of years ago. So he's not actually a product of La Masia. Uh, so clean sweep across the board for Pedri there. Uh, I'd, say Dixon, um, I'd say that yeah. guy there, Pedri, is going to be for Barcelona what Messi is now, as in their prized asset for years and years yeah. to come. They're going to put big, big release clauses if anyone wants to buy him. As in, I don't think there's going to be another Messi in that regard for any club, but um, I think he's going to be that guy that they're going to put the high prices. Clubs will come yeah. in. You'd have to pay big dollar. Yeah. It's it shows, how, it shows how good he is. I think we, we mentioned it before that in the Switzerland game, he was being man-marked. So obviously Switzerland uh, management actually picked out him, an 18-year-old. Uh, I think it was Zakaria, Ken. I think you picked, you pointed out that he was actually man-marking him, which is crazy. Yeah. 
to, to be picking out an 18 year old player when you have the likes of uh, Busquets and the likes there okay, like. yeah do you know and, and he's but he's running he's running the game against the Italian midfield that everyone's like you know wetting their jocks over this Italian midfield but he ran the show 18 years old crazy yeah, it's crazy it's crazy stuff uh, right we'll move on then last centre midfield position and this was the first one where everyone had picked a different player Ooh. so it's tense it's tense Chrissy, very surprised who you went for. You went for Pogba. Yeah. Daly, Verratti, and Kenna went for Emil Forsberg. And um, start off with Kenna here because Forsberg was a player I picked out in the group stages. And at, back then I said, no matter what happens to Sweden now, I think he's going to be in my team in the tournament. But I just thought he was sensational. I thought everything he touched was just, it was just superb. And, um, it's it's the best performance I've seen from Swedish players since like the likes of Ibrahimovic. Um, what did you think? I thought he was amazing. Lad. I thought just clinical at the edge. I think he got four goals in the space of Sweden's time in the tournament. Yeah. Um, you know, he really arrives the right time. He hasn't got the pace, like you know, that people would say you need pace. Like he doesn't rely on pace, but he's so clever that he gets into the right positions. He can have a strike at goal. Um, I think his vision is second to none as well and uh, Leipzig have done well to keep hold of him for this long I think this might you know edge him closer to a move maybe as we said before to a bigger club but I know he's 29 but he's still class written all over him and uh, yeah it's the first Swedish player since the likes of Larsson and Ibrahimovic I'd say that I've really thought you know the real deal I was very impressed yeah, no, he could get, still get a big move though because he is he doesn't really rely on the pace or anything like that. So that's what I'm saying. He could have yeah, he could have three or four more years at the top anyway. Even more. Um, you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, Chrissy, you went for Paul Pogba. Uh, I know you're a big fan. Um, <laughs> yeah. Why did you pick him? I'm actually very interested to hear this. Um. Well, it's not the Paul Pogba that's at Man United. It's it's the Paul Pogba that's with France. And I think even though France went out early, um, I just think that he. I just think he was. I think he was unreal. Um, I just thought in the last game he played, just the ball through for Mbappe. I think there was one unbelievable ball he played. He just seems like a different player. He just has that freedom. I can't stay beside him. And I just think while France. You know, you could say choked in a way, or did, or did a lot of their players didn't perform. I just thought he was he was amazing. Um, and look, I, I was obviously a sport Liverpool, but I, I do see a good lot of Man United games throughout the year, and I see him, and I just think that he's just nowhere near the player he's meant to be. But when I watch him with France or when I see him at the Euros, he's just a top quality player. Um, I would like to say at the same time, if Locatelli is probably playing for Italy for the the whole tournament. I probably pick him. If Verratti had probably started a tournament and had the form when he came in half, I probably would have went with him as well. But based on what I saw, I suppose the genius of Paul Pogba, even for the small time he was in the tournament, I just I just had to pick him. Fair enough, fair enough. Look, you're entitled to your opinion. Um, personally, for me, I would have went with Verratti. Sorry, again, I know Forsberg, a big fan, but Verratti, I think the performances in them knockout rounds... Elliot or Daly, he showed a, a new level of maturity I've never really seen from him before. Would you agree with that? Verratti, yeah, I think me and Chrissy had a few back and forth about this where you wouldn't trust me if he's on a yellow. There was a couple of times, as you said, Dixon's well. Yeah, and he was yellow still, early. Yeah, and he was still flying into tackles. 
um, you know, winning the ball, being so aggressive for Italy, doing really well for them. And as Chrissy said, there was there was massive um, amount of eyebrows raised when Locatelli was dropped because Locatelli yeah. was brilliant at the start. And um, but when you see why it's them big games when you need that experience head, that's why Verratti was there. Um, I think Pogba was brilliant. I made it a rule to try to make the team players who got to the quarterfinal at least. I, th- I think Pogba was brilliant. I think he was actually let down by a couple of bad performances uh, from other fr- uh, French attackers. But I just couldn't look past Verratti, just his quality. Um, and in the final as well, so experienced. I know he goes off um, as a sub, but he was absolutely brilliant. And just yeah. that cool head, him and Jorginho, a cool head when things were going against you. Um, just to get stuck in, not the kind of uh, get the occasion, get the best of you. Proper experienced player, but yeah, a new level of maturity. And he's, he's we all rate him here. He's just kind of another level, I think. Definitely, definitely. Sure, we were even talking about we were saying Locatelli's undroppable. Um, how is Verratti going to gain? But he just he just brings that more more of a bite and maybe composure into that midfield, I suppose. Um, yeah, I'd have to go for Ratty for that one. That's so we'll move on to the attackers then. And we'll start on the left wing, uh, full house for Federico Chiesa. Kenneth, no, you're a big fan. He's yeah. not the kind of traditional winger, uh, he wouldn't have outright pace, but he's got that just that kind of that doggedness or something to get in the position all the time and get shots away. And he got his reward. Yeah, tech, the technical ability, the skills that he had, um, especially going against Walker down that side, he was turning them inside and out. And uh, I didn't realize he actually had all, like that ability. I knew he had great, you know, shots. He was getting great, you know, link up play. But he turned it on in that tournament there. And reports are already coming out about he's linked with big moves, um, untouchable Juventus, say like a hundred million euros move towards like Chelsea and Bayern Munich but yeah no he, he was magic in the tournament for me he would probably say nearly man the match in the final I thought you know the way he played um, biggest threat as well I thought there was one one time where he was so close he cut in about three players um, it was down against Shaw even like an, a bit, an even tougher opponent to go against and uh just put a wide pass Pickford, but in other games, he was used as like a super sub as well under at certain times, and I could understand, I could really understand that why Mancini did that because they didn't really have another great attacker to come on and do that business. But yeah, I'm very impressed with him. He's going to another level. Um, will Juve be at that level that he needs? I don't know, but um, he's going to the top. Yeah, no, absolutely. Everything you said there, um, massive when Juventus are coming out saying he's untouchable, like when they have Ronaldo there as well and Vivala, players like that. Uh, Elliot, this is similar to the Locatelli situation, I think, because for a while there, I thought Berardi was a bit undroppable for Italy and Chiesa comes in and kind of takes that position to a new level. Um, and then especially when Insignia and Immobile's performances are really starting to drop, Chiesa starts to carry them. Uh, what impressed you most about him? Chiesa, he's so direct. Yeah, I agree with that point. I think Insignia and Immobile started the tournament brilliantly, the group stages, but they definitely did fade. And he was just that spark, wasn't he? You've seen a lot of Italian games where it didn't look like there was anything going on up front. He just created that spark. You see that in the England game, I think the chance Kenna was on about he um, he ties Declan Rice up in knots and he gets a shot just past the post. And I think he was the only one that was really showing a bit of, uh, a bit of spark, as I said. 
I think uh, the big thing about him is Dixon. He he got goals against Spain and Austria when Italy were struggling. They were absolutely massive goals. And I actually agree with Kenna. I think you mentioned he might be a man of the match. He was my man of the match in the final. I thought he was absolutely brilliant. Um, but yeah, I think he's I think he's only 23 as well. So, And I hadn't really heard too much about him before. Because obviously when you when you look talking about Juventus, there's a you're they're always talking about Ronaldo and things, but I think I think Chiesa was absolutely brilliant. And I think yeah, there's the links from coming to the Premier League and I'd like to see him in the Premier League, but hopefully um hopefully obviously Kenna would say hopefully for Chelsea, but you never know. But yeah, he was brilliant and he had to be in my team. Yeah, it's interesting, like like I said, uh we said about Juventus saying he's untouchable. I don't think he's actually technically Juventus player yet, like it's actually a loan with an option to buy and they haven't Exercise the, the obligation option, yeah. yeah. No, so oh. 10, 10 million loan this year is another 10 million loan, then it's a 40 million obligation to buy yeah. this tourist season. So basically, yeah, 60 million euros. So it's a, it's a huge compliment. Bargain. Right, we'll move on then. The, the man up top, um, another full house, and it was Patrick Schick this time, Chrissy. Quality player. I think he's got more than just a, a goal scoring instinct. It feels like he thinks about the game and knows where to move. And what impressed you most about him? I think he's just a great technical player. I just don't think he's a player that gets on the end of, a, let's say, chances to score goals. I actually think he plays a big part in setting up the chances himself. I actually think he, he gets really, he's really involved in the play. Um, and I just think. Like, if he even go to the goal he scored, like, what a goal from the halfway line. Um, just yeah. unbelievable um, with that left foot. Um, yeah, I just think he was a player I, I just knew very little about coming into the tournament. Um, and I just thought he was... I just thought he was he was excellent throughout the tournament. I think he got... I think I got, he got five goals. Am I right in saying that in the tournament? Yeah, yeah. he did, yeah. Five goals. Like, he just... For a player knew so little about to come into a big tournament I, I just thought he was amazing to watch um, and I think he's 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 a player that's going to have a huge future um, at some big club Absolutely yeah Kenneth what I liked about most I think was that he scored lots of different types of goals like it wasn't just a tap in finish or penalties but he scored headers he scored long rangers he scored little finishes as well and um, do you think he can go to the levels of likes Lewandowski? I don't think we're going to see him going to the levels of Lewandowski um, personally. But yeah, I do agree with you. He hit loads of different goals. I love the way he ran across defenders and got little flicks in here and there as well as the obviously the long rangers, what everyone's going to talk about. But he got some great headers. Um I thought his movement was brilliant up front. He was great hole of play, link in the play. But what impressed me most was when crosses came in, he got in front of defenders. He knew where to run and wanted it more than defenders to get yeah. on the end of and score. Um, they got who did, who did the Czech Republic get knocked out by? Was it Denmark? Wasn't it? Um, oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, that goal in that game where he ran across Kier and uh, yeah, it was brilliant. brilliant. Elliot, would you take him at Liverpool? Absolutely, I think he's a he's a brilliant player. Um, I, don't, I just I don't know if he I don't know if that would be kind of something that would happen. But yeah, if if you're getting a, a player like him who's top scorer in big tournaments like that, you definitely take him at your club. But I don't I don't see that happening personally. 
All right. Okay. I am a big fan of Dixon, of course. I am a big fan, but just <laughs> uh, I just think with the money, I don't think Liverpool are throwing around major money, but he will be. Yeah. He's have to put himself in the shop window and adding a couple of zeros onto his price tag. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's all he can do. Uh, right, we'll move on then to the last position, and it's the right winger. A uh, bit of a disagreement here. Chrissy, you've gone for Sterling, and Ken has gone for Sterling as well, actually, and Daly has gone for Damsgaard. Um, so I'll start off here with Chrissy. I'm surprised you picked Sterling after uh, all the abuse you used to give him in uh, when he moved to City from Liverpool. Have you forgiven him? I will. I don't like him, but at the same time, I have to admit if he had a great tournament, uh, and he did, to be fair, I don't think anybody, no matter how you feel about him, I, I don't think anybody could deny he had a great tournament. And we spoke before about players bringing their form from their club team into the tournament. Like, how hard must it have been for Sterling to for people to say, did he deserve to be in the squad at all after having such a poor season and then to actually show up and have such a good uh, good tournament for England? You know, to be fair to him, it was, it was unreal. And everybody was expecting, I suppose, Kane to step up and score the goals and, you know, maybe get the assist. But it was actually Sterling who, who kind of stepped up the most, I feel, um, with the goals and assists for England. And he was just a torn in defender side, you know, just running at them. And he was a real menace, kind of like he was two years ago for City. Um, so for me, I have to say throughout the tournament, he was great. And I had to put him in there. And um, Dansgaard, great tournament. But for me, Sterling, I'd have to have a, a over him. Yeah, I think we might have to put this one up as a, a story as well. Go to a vote. Um, Elliot, I really like what Dansgaard was doing. Um, like, no, no surprise that Barcelona and the likes have been linked to him. Uh, two cracking goals as well. What did you make of that free kick against Pickford? Yeah, it was brilliant, wasn't it? Just a pure strike. Um, Pickford maybe could have done better, but look, I'm not going to take anything away from the strike. It was absolutely brilliant. Yeah. Just the reason I picked him over Sterling, I will agree, Sterling was brilliant. He gets, he gets, he was the most important player for him in the group stage. He gets the goals when when Kane wasn't firing, and that assist against the Ukraine when he puts Kane in, that was absolutely brilliant from Sterling. But I went with Damsgaard. I think he had it. The unenviable task of coming in to replace Ericsson, basically. Um, yeah. And he's, he's basically a kid, 21 years old. And his first start was the game against Russia, the only game they won the group stage. And he was brilliant in that game. He scored. And he, think he, he was just, I think he was man of the match. I thought he was brilliant. But just to hold that kind of weight of that pressure on his shoulders, the, the whole Ericsson thing, I just think he was absolutely brilliant. He was the man of the match again thing uh, for me. Uh, but I just think he, he his legs went a bit. And he had he got taken off eventually, but I everything about him, and I, I could I could really understand why the big clubs are after him. Yeah. Like, I just had him ahead of Sterling, but like I said, Sterling was brilliant as well. But just because of the pressure that would have been on Damsgaard and his age and the, the level of his performance, yeah, I just had to go with him. Yeah, when you take all that into account, it's it's hard to ignore him. Kind of, would you say Ronaldo's lucky to miss out in any of them forward positions since he was top scorer as well? Yeah, he is unlucky to miss out, definitely. Um, as a striker, I kind of went with the outsider that kind of carried the Czech Republic, like, you know, uh, you know, a weaker side. But, yeah, again, you can't take anything away from Ronaldo. He, in fairness, Portugal looked weak, didn't they? So, um, he, did try, he did try everything in his power to get them through and scored you know, five goals in four games. So you can't argue with that. Um, I do think he is uh, he is unlucky here to miss out, of course. Um, but I would I would nearly 
kind of lean towards daily a bit more with Damsgaard, with Sterling. The reason being is uh, no cheating, no cheating whatsoever. <laughs> um, fair enough, fair I, enough. I just, I, I, look, Sterling had a great tournament, but I despise the man for the cheating, especially that dive against Denmark. Um, Damsgaard impressed me I, on the football and business. Sterling probably had a better tournament, but uh, um, diving is really kind of sw- swaying me the other way. Um, if I could play Ronaldo on the le- uh, on the the wing, I'd put Ronaldo on the re- wing if we're allowed to do that. Yeah, sure. Look, it's your team, and I'll to finish off, lads. Right, I'm going to get you to give me your player of the tournament in one word. So is that Alpha Chrissy? Who have you got? Um, I go Jorginho. Bailey. Benucci. And I think we know who Kenneth's going to pick, but we'll have to do the formality anyway, Kenneth. Jorginho. Fair enough. I Yeah, I would have agreed with Daly. I would have probably went Benucci or Donnarumma, but I'll go Benucci just to tie it up to all so we can put it to the vote for the viewers. So there you have it. Not too much debate in our team. But would you rather have Verratti or Forsberg in your midfield? And on the right wing, who's your man? Damsgaard or Sterling? Let us know through our Facebook and Instagram pages. Thanks for listening. Thank you.